0: Well, hello. Hi. are you doing, Ricky? Oh, hey. What's going on? So how oh. are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you?
1: Great.
2: Cool. Uh, yeah.
0: So, what do we got? What do we got? Devils are 5-0 in preseason. They're going to win the cup.
1: Has a team ever gone... Eighty nine and
0: zero. No, but someone did tell me on uh, Twitter that the a couple of years ago the Arizona Coyotes apparently went undefeated in the preseason. So my uh, no longer aroused. I'm um, still aroused. It was cool, man. Last night I was at the I was at the game against the Islanders, and uh, when they played the goal horn when the teams came out for warm-ups, uh, I, I, said out loud, we're not going to hear that six times tonight. And, um, my friend Oi, said, why? Well, Meg who will be joining us shortly said, why? And I said, well, it's the fucking Islanders. I mean, they don't let you have anything. I mean, if they win and if the devils win, it'll be like two, one or whatever. And then we get a six, five banger, uh, against the Islanders. Sorokin let up five goals. Shmito the torpedo let up, uh, five goals and, uh, no defense and nothing makes sense. But then I will say, because they will be, they'll jump in here shortly. We got Meg tonight and uh, Ryan Novozinski of NJ.com. So we're happy to have them. and am just going to have them join us live whenever they're ready. But um, yeah, we'll be doing like a little bit of a season preview, uh, talk about the preseason and all that stuff. But going back to last night, uh, Jack Hughes and, and, Jesper Bratt and Tyler Toffoli as a line is going to be very hard to uh, to maintain. Um,
1: if you really think about that game last night, that's about the only bright spot from the game. I don't think anybody else played well.
0: I agree. I can't a think of, of the... any
1: single. I can't think of a single player that stood out.
0: Uh, Marino. Um, but
1: I'm sorry, you're right.
0: Yeah, I mean, other than him, no, you're right. Uh, Colin Miller was awful. Uh, oh, Nem- Nemich <sighs> had right after Colin Miller made a a terrible mistake that led to an Islanders goal, I'm saying to myself, Ooh, good chance for Nemec to, you know, try to showcase himself. And then he makes a mistake that should have led to an Islanders goal, but they couldn't score. So, uh, Luke Hughes showed flashes offensively that were exciting, but he left a lot to be desired, desired on the defensive side of the puck. Um, every other forward for the devils, nobody stood out. Uh, Uh Um, McLeod was flying around, but he didn't have a great game. But he was no I, I would say I would I would give
1: like a B plus to like Lazar. He at least played hard, was getting in the corner, made some things happen. Um yeah. everyone else would get like a fucking C C minus D.
0: Yeah, and, and Lazar did what he's supposed to do. Bastion played his first game, he's coming back from from being a little hurt, so he couldn't expect too much from him and you know, I don't expect
1: much from him anyway. So
0: yeah, no sec. It hasn't looked great, but again, uh, you know, fourth liners and Bastion, Lazar, no sec. They're going to give us what they're going to give us, and I'm not too worried about them. So while no one else played well, nothing worried me. You know what I mean? Like none of the guys that are supposed to play well right. look like trash. So
1: yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm not. I, you know, I, we all disagree with Lindy Ruff a lot. I don't, you know, and hopefully this is just preseason pairing stuff. But I don't really understand the Hughes-Nemich pairing. He he played them a little bit in the second. I think the whole third they played together, and I think at the morning skate today they were paired again together. It, to me, it would make a lot more sense to put Hughes with Marino and then put Ball with, with Nemich. So, you know, Ball's not a, you know, he's still a young player, but at least he has some... NHL experience and he's more of a stay at home guy. Whereas I don't see the point of putting two like basically offensive guys together on the third pairing. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but maybe they're just trying to look get some different looks in, in camp.
0: That's exactly what I think they're doing. I think the forward lines are pretty set as long as you know they don't all of a sudden not believe in Holtz anymore, but it, it seems like they still do and he's playing well. So the defensive pairings, I feel like they're just moving people around and trying to see who gels with who. Um, and, and I think they're really just trying to decide whether Colin Miller or Simone Nemich is going to play opening night. And the way, if you want to take practice lines as a sign of anything, which sometimes you shouldn't, um, it looks like right now it's Nemich's spot to lose, but who knows? Um,
1: I think only from the aspect of it, I'm, Nemich doesn't have to clear waivers to go down to to Utica or, and and Miller's on a one-way contract. So my guess is if they don't I can't see them carrying Smith and Miller as extra extra D men. I mean, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't think that makes much sense. I mean maybe they will.
0: Well, they would lose um, Miller to uh, waivers easily. Right, right. Um
1: that's what I mean. So like if he doesn't if Nemich makes the team Miller's gone. They're not going to Keep Miller on the roster and keep Nemec and keep Smith.
0: I don't know. Um I, I think they would prefer that not to happen. I, I totally see what you're saying because it's just how the contracts work. Um right. because the scary thing is like, you know, say Nemich looks good enough in the preseason to make the team, so you give him the spot, and then five, ten games in just you know, just sucks for some reason. Then then you don't have a replacement if Miller's gone. So um We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out. I, I think I trust Fitz to figure out how to make it work. And honestly, I, I don't I don't see a big issue with them going with eight defensemen because they've done that before, and that just means they have one extra forward, and they'll move guys around.
1: I as... agree. I agree. I just... I feel like you're just, you know... you have Now you have Hughes and Nemitz looking over their shoulder, or any little mistake they make, they're they're now expecting to get taken out of the lineup, and I don't think that's really yeah, great. Yeah, but that's for... also
0: motivation. I know, but, but also... I don't think
1: it's a, I don't think it's great motivation for a young player like that. You gotta let, especially a creative guy like Hughes. You gotta let him be creative. You can't let him. You know, he's gonna make he's gonna make mistakes, but I would say when he takes chances, more often than not, they're gonna work because he's a talented player. And if you take that away from him, he becomes an ordinary player.
0: Also, you got to realize though that that October 12th's lineup is not, uh, and the twenty-three man roster on October twelfth is not going. To, you know, it's obviously not going to be the lineup for the whole year. I think if Nemec plays well enough to make the team, they'll probably carry eight defensemen. But it, that doesn't mean that's going to be the, that way for eighty-two games. I mean, people are going to get hurt. They're going to try to figure out how to move guys around. Um, you know, so I don't they'll know. They'll
1: do what they always do, like have a player, young player. Make the team out of camp, You all excited about them. They play like one game. No, they're f- not gonna three, do that.
0: Sit for like four weeks and then
1: end up in Utica?
0: No, they're not gonna do that. And I know you're <laughs> kidding, but you know, Fitz Fitz has said he took responsibility for what happened to Holtz last year. So I know you know he's not gonna do that again with uh with Nemich. But um man, it's just a nice feeling to not have that much to talk about right now because we know what the opening lineup's gonna look like besides one position. It's Miller or Nemich and like uh
1: i don't know that that's necessarily true i think Tyce thompson's made a good case for himself
0: yeah but then you got okay but then you have the contract problem up front lazar's on a one-way um it would have to go through waivers no would have to go through waivers bastion would have to go through waivers so like that's the guy i don't see anybody i don't see him sticking around because he just can't um because none of those guys you're gonna you're gonna Want to lose for free and they would all get picked up going through waivers. I mean, so, but uh, you're talking Thompson, you're talking him being the first person called up when there's some injuries, which, well,
1: uh, I mean, do I care if if they lose Nosek on, on waivers? Like, do I care if they lose Miller on waivers? Do I care if they lose Bastion on waivers? Well, there's also know.
0: Foot. Foot has to go through waivers too. I yeah, mean, do so I,
1: do I care? Like, none of those guys have really done anything in the preseason that have made me excited.
0: Nosek, I don't care if they lose Foot. I will, um, because I I still think he's going to be a good NHL player. And if he's fetish. not, if he's not, he's going to be on the top line in in Utica and. You know that team has a chance to actually be pretty good this year. So, him I wouldn't want to throw away just for the sake of of contracts. But Nosek, I mean, obviously he can go. And and you know what? I honestly think Nosek can go through waivers and not get picked up um, because he was a late signing and he's not playing well to begin with. So I don't I don't see him. You know I don't see other teams being like oh shit we got to get this guy, Um, but. No, there's a lot of contract stuff that's got to be figured out, but like, kind of like what you're saying, I don't care. Uh, right. I'd rather them not lose Bastion or Lazar. Um, I don't care if they lose Miller, if that means Nemec is playing enough to well enough to make the team. Um, I do a little bit because I don't think we have any right-handed defensemen that are ready to to go. Uh, if we need one, we're stocked with left-handed guys. But
1: so Riley, Riley Walsh didn't make the Bruins either. I just saw today
0: you know, and I feel bad and I feel bad for Ty Smith and I, but that kind of stuff makes me feel good as a fan that the decisions that were made were the right ones. Like, cause you hate to see a guy go to a different team cause he couldn't hack it with the devils. And then all of a sudden become a great player. So while it sucks for them and you feel bad that their career's like in jeopardy, it's good for us. Like we didn't miss out on anything. You know what I mean? And I mean, two years ago when we started this thing—if it was two years ago—I know you were a big Riley Walsh fan, and I thought he was next up, you know, in the decor. And there he goes. So, yeah, I
1: mean, you just saw the writing on the wall when they just refused to bring him up, even when they were bad. Like at the end of the season, just give him a couple games. Like, all right, that's a great no point.
0: Fear. Yeah, that's a great point, and I'm going and I'm gonna parlay that point over to Graham Clark because. He's the one guy in this camp that I'm actually very disappointed in. And now we spent all yeah, and now we spent all last season being like, "Why aren't they calling this dude up?" Like they they see something, they know he's not ready. They know he's not an NHL player yet, if at all. And he showed it again. I mean,
1: he's he's talented offensively. His defense leaves a lot to be desired. That second goal I think last night. He just was cruising through the through the I know he's not the center. And he's a wing and it's not technically his guy, but he literally had the guy and just let him go to the front of the net and didn't cover him. Like, that's your guy. Like cut, like lift a stick, do something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um none of the other guys that are sort of here on a trial basis or Utica, none of them really stood out except for um, I don't probably butcher his name, Danil um uh,
1: Yeah, he looked pretty decent.
0: No, he he honestly looks like uh if they need to call up a defenseman from Utica, he looks like the guy. Um, he played in the I KHL. Support. He's played professional hockey, so he's he's ready to go.
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I guess it depends on who's who's injured, what type of defenseman they need.
0: We'll probably end up in a situation where uh, where Smith has got to play on the right side. Um, yeah. <laughs> for injury slash waiver purposes. Um, you know
1: how much you enjoy
0: that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a traditionalist, and it's kind of bugging me that they switched Brat and Toffoli. Um, I
1: think uh, they did on the lineup sheet, but last night they were pretty much playing left and right wings.
0: I also feel like that line. Like, no one plays matter. a position. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. They're it's all nice. Over the place, yeah. It, yeah. It's nice to see Jack Hughes is winning a couple faceoffs. But I mean, as soon as that puck drops, those three twos are just all over the place. I, th-
1: I, th- I want to somebody, I saw a tweet yesterday. Somebody said he was like 55, 56% so far in the preseason. I know it's a small sample size, but I know, awesome. you know, from all reports, he's been working at it like all summer. Like, he identifies a part of his game that he needs to work on every year. And, He's been working on faceoffs, and I forget who it was said he was working on it again this off season. So,
0: awesome to see. And I was just saying this morning, um, and last night too. I cannot wait for the first game where that Hughes line and the Heisher line are both playing. And I, it might be against the Rangers tomorrow, but, um, and we'll talk about that with our guests coming up because I think they're both about to get here, uh, Ryan and Meg. So we'll have them shortly, but. I just, can you imagine a team having a hard enough time containing that Hughes line? And then they do, but then He Meyer, and Holtz jump over the boards. And then <laughs> after that, then Halla, Palatin, and Mercer jump off the boards.
1: You like, know, it's, it's funny you say that, because I saw, I guess it was NHL Network or whatever. There was like a little snippet today where there was like, everyone forgets about Dawson Mercer. And yeah. I really, it's true, like. Everybody talks about that that Foley line. Everybody talks about Holtz playing with, with you, you know, with um, Jesus Christ, with uh, Nico and Timo, and Timo. Sorry, I was rubbing <laughs> my eyes. Uh, Nico and Timo. Um, but nobody talks about Mercer, and he's went from what seventeen goals in his first season to twenty seven last year. I mean, he's got a chance to score thirty for sure. And if we got a thirty goal scorer on our third line, I mean, you can't ask for better depth than that.
0: Yeah, I was hoping for 25, and I mean, if we get 15 to 20 from Palat, 10 to 15 from Holla, just with good faceoff numbers and some assists, and then 25 goals from from Mercer, and I feel like those are low estimates for that line. Like, damn. And then, you know, NoSec's not playing well, Lazar's playing okay, Bastion just got back, but just then you throw that fourth line on the ice, and you got Michael McLeod terrorizing the other team, and... You know, it, it's crazy, and here comes Meg. Her mic is muted, so let's see what happens, but she's trying to work out Discord. She texted me to ask why Discord was always so hard to sign on to, um, so it happens when you don't remember your password, but... Oh, there's... <laughs> He's And Ryan's now signed on with two yep. different Discord accounts. Yep. Meg, are you here? Say...
2: Yes, I couldn't figure out how to <laughs> unmute my microphone, which is a little <laughs> embarrassing.
0: Well, welcome, buddy. How are you?
2: I'm good. Uh, Ryan also just texted me and said he's he he having is. Discord trouble.
0: <laughs> yep is this your but is this your is. third
1: account or fourth account, Ryan?
3: Uh, this might this actually yeah you're right. This might be my like, my fifth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're. I don't think you're playing video games every day, so um, won't blame you for not having your Discord password saved. <laughs> One, um, two,
1: th- yeah this is your fourth account i'm just looking at the discord <laughs> channel
0: <laughs> well i saw you signing on and off on your other one and then that's that uh, disappeared. That's, that's m's fault man yeah well
2: everything is always my fault
0: another ml <laughs> i gotta tell you one the best thing that happened last night was uh meg's phone going through the bleachers and then she what the was on happened? Oh, no, it wasn't anything like she jumped up to celebrate a goal. And, and like our, our other friend had her arm up and just hit her arm and, her, and dropped her phone. It wasn't a big deal. But then when realized that it was gone, um.
2: <laughs> I think the the best part was how I went over to guest services, but it was the middle of the period and I didn't know how it worked. And I went over and I said, hey, I th- I think I dropped my phone underneath the stands. And the guy just looks at me and goes, you did. <laughs> and I, was like, okay, I guess somebody's like down there and like saw it all. Um, and yeah, but I got it back right after the period ended. So I think they have someone down there retrieving stuff because so, they mm-hmm. already got it at the ready. So it was funny, though.
3: It was, it was amusing too to too me because uh, what's that? An all too common ML.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I thought it was hilarious because as soon as she drops her phone, the devil score a couple goals. James Nichols uh, tw- tweets her, um, you know, that she was on the big screen and everything. And Meg's sitting there. She can't respond to anybody, which was probably torture. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I did give Jamie a couple uh, a couple things to tweet because it just came to my mind. Obviously, no phone. I was like, if anyone's going to have this, it should be you. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yep, and you told me to tweet, go Leafs, go, which is, you know, typical. <laughs> um, but, so Ryan, uh, why don't you tell us about uh, the moves the Devils made today?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I wouldn't say any big surprises. Um, Graham Clark, kind of, like, you know, expectations-wise, coming into into uh, training camp, were, it, the hype was high, right? Um, you know, we heard all about the uh, the great offseason that he had. Um, and you know how how everything went there. He was training with his brother a lot, who's obviously you know doing well there too. Um, I, I I think I think it was always a long shot though, because um, Holtz had a better offseason, and Holtz is further along. Um, so I, I didn't think it would. Like if, if you're gonna pick a guy that yeah probably meshes better in the top six, um, but you know might have to bump be bumped to that third line. Holtz is more ready. He has more NHL experience. Um, he looks bigger. His vision, I think has improved. Um, and while he's not perfect, I think he's the guy that, that would slot into that, that, you know, third line kind of role um, if he had to a lot better. Um, and that's kind of a testament to how the devils constructed their, their top nine. Right. Um, Cause you know, even that third line is, is pretty full of talent. Um, you know, of course, it's older. You know, Palat and and Ericalla are not, you know, spring chickens. But I think you know, adding Holtz there is it, it and God, Dawson Mercer too. I mean, where the hell is he gonna be placed? Um, I think that's that's probably you know where where you'll kind of see it, and and you know, um, and then you know, I think ms Yule had a had a had a good camp too. Um, and he's had that's going back to uh to, you know, uh, the, the, the prospect challenge, um, the Chalgren move, you know, it was, it was still, you know, it was, I guess, you know, kind of expected, but, um, that's another one where I I think, you know, barring any Tampa Bay stepping in and and clearing him off waivers. Um, I, I think, you know, the, the intent of course is, is for him to go to Utica and, and fill in until you know Nico Dawes is 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 ready to uh, rock and roll.
1: What happens if somebody claims him? Like, because you know, I don't know what the deal is with uh, Kincaid right now, but I know he's injured too. So, do they just not have a second string goalie down there at that point? Or well, the the thing, the the interesting thing with Kincaid as well is Kincaid's going to Chicago. If, That's if true. He, you're like, right. When, when he healed, yeah.
3: yeah, when he's healed, um, and I did ask about that. I think yesterday. Um, you know, Lindy Ruff kind of gave the, the, the classic, like, uh, progressing kind of thing. Um, um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, down there it, it would be, it, it would be, um, it, you know, like you said, if if he doesn't clear, it would probably be Brennan and, um, and Jeremy Brodeur. <laughs>
2: last year i mean i personally i don't follow utica or the thunder for that matter as well as other people but our uh, our good buddy bass does and i just remember during the year every time uh, one of the either or ahl or echl would sign a new goalie they signed a whole bunch just it seemed like they were just pulling random guys off the street and signing them to a pto and add deck so Um, I don't even know what happened to any of those guys, but last year it was like the goalies in Utica were like just randoms that I'd never heard of before. So we have more goalies than we did last year, even without Blackwood.
0: Yeah, well, with Kincaid, I mean, even though he has to report to Chicago, which is this is the first time I've ever seen that before. How weird is that? Um, very weird. I hate Um, hate
1: that we're giving so much airtime to Keith Kincaid right now.
0: No, but the last thing on him is just (laughs) that also remember though, he needs waivers, doesn't he? So, um, whether he has to report to Chicago or not, once they place him on on waivers, he is still possibly gone. So they could just lose two goalies for nothing.
3: I think with the with the injuries there, um, with you know, like you said, this is a weird situation. I I personally have never seen anything like it either. I think he'd probably clear. Um, <laughs> and and listen, I, I I like I like I like Keith. I, I was met him the other day. I think he's a good guy. Um, but, you know, he's just saying I, I, that
0: so he doesn't block you on Twitter. But no, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, no I, I did a nice Q and A with him the other day. He's, he's a, he's a, you know, pretty, pretty charismatic guys. Uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, he's got NHL experience. Look, I, I think it's, it would be, I don't think it'd be a great situation if, if the devils, you know, had to call him up this year. Um, but, you know, at that, to that point, like at some point, you know when when Vasilevsky's back, like it, like this is assuming Tampa Bay claims uh, Shawgren, which I am not I'm not one hundred percent certain they will. Um, because I, I think the Devils are are really intent, and there's a lot of unwritten rules too, in in waivers and stuff like that. Like I feel like hockey waivers, especially like, you know, baseball waivers and and a and a whole bunch of other sports, they could be pretty ruthless. Like you know, teams will go grab these, you know open free agents but with with hockey waivers it seems all the gms are like really close because the hockey world's so small that like you know if if fitzgerald who you know especially does a lot of teams a lot of favors i feel like sometimes right like with nashville he did with nashville the draft um he did with uh you know i, I just feel like he's well respected in the gm community um i it might be one of those unwritten rules thing uh that that you know hey like you know kind of steer away from our guy kind of thing um but i i don't know that for certain um but you know it's it's gonna be something, man. It's gonna be something. Uh you're right. The the goalie depth thing is is, is definitely a storyline to follow uh this year. But you know, I, I think um Schmid and and you know, aside from a couple goals uh, against the Islanders um and, and Vanacek, I think they both had very solid preseasons and you know uh, knock on wood that they're that their health stays intact, I think, you know, it's it's a decent tandem um to to
1: add in with this obviously stacked forward group. So one guy I wanted to ask you about. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike.
2: Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, say, and you don't need like stellar goalies to win a cup. I mean, everybody looks at Vanek and Schmidt, and they're like, eh, it's all right." Like, yeah, that's all it really has to be. I mean, look at look at the rest of the lineup. You just need somebody that isn't gonna uh, break a hip five minutes into a game, a la Blackwood, or you know, just kind of forget what they're supposed to be doing. So that's what.
1: What's funny to me, though, about that is everyone says that that's the devil's why they won't win a cup, right? But nobody says that about Carolina, and I don't think their goaltending is any, any better than ours. I think it's worse. I think it's I, worse. I, I think so. I agree. And I don't they're, think
3: they're both, they both they're age both. the year, too. I right. mean, think about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, so I don't know why it's, like, it's such a big problem for us, but nobody else. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's picking Carolina to win the cup. I'm sure, yeah, they have experience and... They have a good roster, but their goaltending still stinks.
2: I see a lot of Uh, people talking badly about Carolina. And I saw, like, at least three or four people on the same tweet the other day say that Carolina is forced to play 2003 Devils hockey. And that's why, you know, they are the way they are. And I'm like, but 2003 Devils hockey uh, won a cup. So if you're going to complain about, like, the defensive style of Carolina and not even have a bro door in net, It's like, I feel like Canes fans just look for something to be pissy about. Oh,
1: they, they are, they look to be disrespected. So they have something to bitch about on Twitter. I found that very, very interesting during the playoffs.
3: Listen, I'll, I'll say about Carolina. I mean, they're, they're definitely, I mean, you saw it in the the second round, like they're a team that can freaking suffocate you with that four check. um, And hell, even the back check too. Like you said, that, that, that really strong defensive style, um, that's what wins them games, um, and and obviously very successful. And and the, I think they're top to bottom. I mean, their front office too. Just just the way that their analytics departments run, the way that they find some of these players. I mean, it's it's you know it's pretty incredible. And and they're definitely. I think the rivalry is is kind of going to be fun this year. I think it's kind of a kind of a fun dynamic. And you know what shocks me and and almost like gets me excited about you know hockey fans in general is that. A player like Eric Holla, um, you know, a guy that is, is by no means a household name. Fans boo him anytime he touches the ice uh, in, in, or anytime he touches the puck in, in Carolina. I think that to me just screams like, holy crap, hockey is, is, is you know, one of one. There There is nothing like this sport.
2: He's definitely a household name um, house, but <laughs> the rest of what you said stands. <laughs>
0: well it's nice to have a player like that that other teams hate because we we haven't uh we haven't had that in a long time and i also think that's somewhat of a sign of relevancy um what about
2: meyer and uh shesterkin they um clearly yeah they're in the playoffs last year he was a devil for five minutes and i'm like oh the rangers already this guy well it's and good i
0: mean that's something players, that'll add to the rivalry you know, know they're so upset awesome. yeah yeah they're so upset that that timo went somewhere near shesterkin when they completely forgot that they employ a guy named chris Kreider. but you know whatever
3: one, um, one of my favorite stories to do last year was during the playoffs uh, just collecting a story on on timo and and how you know he was evolving into what is essentially this devil's version of of Claude Lemieux, who is also, you know, funny enough, his agent. Um, so for for that to happen, I, I'll never forget the look on, on Nico's face. I asked him in the press conference, like, you know, just about, about how he's getting under the Rangers' uh, skin, his, his buddy Timo. And Nico paused. Like, he gave this whole, like, like you know, kind of coach speak answer that he paused. And he was like, and yeah, well, they hate him. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> it was great. <laughs>
1: So one guy I wanted to go back to, because we were talking about, you know, training camp. A guy I wanted to go back to is Tyce um, Thompson. So I, I don't know that many people thought he was kind of going to make this team, but the more the preseason's gone along, the better he's played. It seems like he's kind of making a case for himself. I just, like you said before, I don't know where he fits. Like, where is he going to play?
3: You know, yeah, that th- this is... I had been saying it all week that, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a boring preseason in the sense that there's, there was no like big, like, Oh, like this guy's, you know, on the fringe of making the team. Like, you know, of course there's a the Nemitz, there's the the whole thing, but like, you know, I, I would say these past couple days have almost proved that, Hey, like Colin Miller didn't do a great job the other day. So Nemitz might have a little bit of a fighting chance here. And now there's the Tice Thompson element. I mean, all offseason we heard from fitzgerald and 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 the coaching staff how how high they were on nolan foot i mean they were pumping his tires like crazy i just think that that's died down a little bit now um, i haven't heard his, and, i
1: haven't heard anyone say his name at yeah. all the entire preseason
3: i, I you know it's, it's it's he's not had as big of an impact as as we all thought he would tice thompson is a guy steps in has that you know he he he's, not waiver exempt anymore. And I, I thought for sure, I mean, I, I did my little power rankings of the forwards and I, and I put him last like, like, you know, a couple months ago, like, and that's, you know, that that's just because I thought he was for sure going to be one of those guys put on waivers at the end of training camp. Now I'm not so sure. I mean, he's playing well, he's playing like every freaking game. Um, he's scoring, he's involved in the, in the offense. Um, and, you know, uh, Look, his brother exploded at what twenty-four years old or, or however old he was. I'm not yeah. saying he's going to explode into that kind of player, but I mean, you know, it's it's in the it's in the Thompson family to to have you know these these late blooms. So it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. You're right. I don't know where they would place him. Maybe it would just be like, hey, you know, like Holtz last year, where they where they have him on the roster and. And not in the lineup, uh, and maybe you know slot him in like when Lindy kind of does his blender thing. But yeah, as of right <laughs> now, I would say that that it's it's a pretty safe bet that Tyce Thompson's going to make the roster. Um, I saw some some talk today, and and um, depending on how much we get done tonight, I might have a story in it tomorrow. But I I asked Lindy today because the way the groups were split up, it was you know the veterans like Nico and Jack were together like in the in the group one. Um, guys like Thompson, guys like Nolan's foot didn't make the cut up there. Meanwhile, Nemec and, and, and Holtz and even, you know, Chris Tierney made the cut in that first group. So I was like, should we read anything into the, the way the groups are split up? And Lindy did say no. Um, so I think, you know, it might just be sincerely be like a, like a, you know, splitting it out, uh, splitting the groups up. So, but I did see some discourse today about people talking about like, Oh, you know, Tyce Thompson wasn't in this, uh, the group one. So he's, you know, not making the roster. I, I don't think it's as clear cut as that, just to, just to clarify that.
0: Well, and before you got here, so we were talking about that log jam now, um, where you have guys like Nosek, Bastion, Lazar, uh, Thompson, Foote, um, I think even Tyranny too. I think all these guys have to go on waivers to go down and, once you make that decision, if Thompson makes the team, then you're sending a guy on waivers. And, and like I feel confident that most of these guys, maybe except for Tierney and Nosek, might get grabbed. And I feel like the Devils aren't going to want to just lose that uh, bottom six depth for free on waivers. I- I'm pretty interested to see what how they're going to figure this out. I think, again, one of the
3: more underrated story storylines of the offseason, uh, or of the, of the preseason here, how that fourth line is going to shake up. You're right the log gym there the amount of players that they have that have similar play styles or play styles that 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 would suit that fourth line so well the top 9 is is pretty clear cut right now as we all know that fourth line i mean could you know is it is it going to what's going to happen you know who who are they going to throw out there like you said what's going to happen with a guy like like thompson what's going to happen you know if 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 they you know decide to to Will they will they put Lazar in waivers? I don't know what, what would happen here. I, I don't think that would happen. I think he's played well enough. But again, a lot of different, you know, there, there's there's a good blend of of depth there. They're just gonna have to make a decision, and and whatever their scouts say are are the best of those groups. Um, I mean, you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to see. I mean, I, I think that's gonna be one of the things that that really comes down to the wire here. That's why I'm I'm pressing Lindy so much on. You know, when the hell are these cuts coming, right? Because that I, I think that's going to be one of the most pressing questions. What what does this fourth line look like?
2: Well, if we're talking about, because um, we were talking about Thompson earlier, if he's making the team, I don't see him playing on a line with McLeod and Lazar because that's yeah. just not his play style. If he is making the team, he is competing for a third line spot. Absolutely, so, yeah. like, yeah, there is like a log jam on the fourth line. Everyone's wondering. I mean, I don't even want to get into that because you know how I feel about Nate Bastian. And I just think that none of these other people are going to um, take his roster spot away, like some people are saying on Twitter. But Thompson, I'm not worried about because he cannot do even close to the same thing. Lazar and Nosek, different story. I don't know if you pronounce it Nosek or Nosek do you know how to pronounce it uh, we just
3: saying, saying no spec
2: yeah i mean them yeah but i don't know th- uh, thompson i think is gonna have like a harder time even though there's less of a log jam for a third line spot just because there's bolts and we still don't know where he's gonna end up i don't think he's gonna be on the first line all season so i don't know that was just my two cents so, I have a question,
1: Ryan. I'm going to try to put this as delicately as possible because I don't want you to get in trouble or anyone to get in trouble. Uh-huh. Is it, let, let's put this hypothetically, Ryan. Is there a world where maybe signing Nosek doesn't happen, where Michael McLeod doesn't have something hanging over his head? Or do, I just have, it's just, it was such a weird signing to me, and the timing of it was really weird. Where, you know, we keep hearing that we're going to get some sort of resolution on this World Junior ch- uh, Championship thing, and then all of a sudden nothing happens again. It's such a weird yeah. thing kind of hanging over the organization, and the fact that they only gave him, like, a one-year deal after he came off that playoff he had, too, it, It's everything just kind of seems a little weird.
3: Yeah, listen, um, that that's, that's a good point. Um, I... I most of the answers to this is, is I don't know because there's so much mystery surrounding this. And, you know, I I think for, for, you know, the, the reason behind that is it's obviously a very delicate issue. Um, the, the, the court and, and, um, the NHL, they, they want to be, you know, as, as thorough as possible in the investigation. I'm just as frustrated as, as you guys are, uh, with, with the fact that, you know, there's, there's not an answer here, but, I think that that also points to hey maybe maybe that the reason for that is they're you know being as as you know thorough as possible with the investigation. Um, I I thought we'd have an answer to this. The NHL has been telling us all off season. I mean, good lord, it's it's been back to the Stanley Cup, right? That they yeah, said, "Oh, yeah. we'll have a, a early summer." The summer's over. Um, I, I I think yeah. I, look, the, there. It's obviously a, a thought that that looms over. Um, and you know, it's it's almost the thing that that no one's you know going to talk about within the organization. and and that's that's league mandated. I mean, the, the league instruction is pretty much to not talk about it, right? So anytime I do ask, it's always no comment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so getting a straight answer on that is is something i would I would never get. Um, but you know, purely speculation. i'm 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 sure. yeah, like I, I I wouldn't be surprised if that if there was, you know something something to that, right? Because and and that's based on the fact that you know there there was um, I think Rick West had had reported that teams were bracing for impact on on this. Uh, I think Frank Sarabelli said something similar. There's there's obviously teams that of course were, were are going to have to brace for impact on this. And you know I I just want as as much clarity as possible with this. I mean it's definitely you know of course one of the one of the most you know tough stories to have to cover and you know the the fact that there's no resolution yet is 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 definitely you know something that i can i can see why nhL fans are are frustrated and fr- as,
1: as bad as it sounds too is like he's becoming a really good nhL player and yeah. it's gonna hurt i mean if he i mean you know if he, if whatever happened happened what so be it he can go you know wherever he needs to go but from a pure hockey perspective, you know he was great in the playoffs he was probably one of our best forwards in the playoffs and preseason, he's flying around the ice. I mean, that's going to hurt. And I think not having any sort of resolution for however long this is taking is going to hurt a lot of teams. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, look, you, you look at the 2018 roster and, and obviously we, we don't know the the names that were implicated in, in that or, or what, you know, names overall were, were implicated in this. There's gonna be a lot of teams that like, like I said before, as Rick West had uh, reported, Bracing for impact. All these teams are, um, and and you know, as you guys mentioned too, like with the unknowns of this, um, also come the, you know, people you know gravitate towards the the on ice aspect of it, which of course is is a factor here. Um, and yeah, so you know, to to answer your question from before, of course, like you know, trying to find players, you know, um, that 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 can slot in and and almost fill that role. Um, you know, and is, is something that, that I'm sure was in, in the, in the back of their, their minds this off season. And, and of course, again, purely speculation. Um, but, but that's, you know, we, we just don't know much about this right now.
0: It's, it's frustrating from a fan's perspective, because when we hear about this stuff and we know that this player is connected to that team and, and, you know, and then the whole thing about him not making a statement and then trying to do the math of who said something who didn't, and then it not looking good for him, everybody's like, all right, get him out of here. But then, you know, this is taking so long. And at the same time, he's becoming such a good player. Now, obviously, I'll, I'll be clear. If this report comes out, he's implicated or he's in any kind of trouble or he was even in the room when this when this happened and didn't stop it, then get him out of here. But now, I mean, the Devils get left in the position of like going from McLeod as your fourth line center, who's also going to kill penalties, who's also going to win every important faceoff, can play on any line, downgrading that to Thomas uh, Thomas Nosek, who's not having a great camp and it's not as good as Michael McLeod anyway, um, That's that's hurtful to the team. And I'm sure the team's frustrated about it, too, because when that contract came out, I know we all said to each other, like, one year, $1.4 million. I just, he, if he didn't have this hanging over his head, I think he gets more years, more money. Um, so that's a tough one. And I remember uh, Bill Daly was saying on the 32 Thoughts podcast last week that, that the NHL is frustrated as well because they've been waiting, um, and the clubs have been waiting for, for this report to come out. Um, so...
3: Yeah, I mean, look, you you think about it. I mean, there are it, it's it's almost keeping them in a, in a weird limbo stage right now, right? You know, they are kind of just proceeding as as is, right? And and that's pretty much all they can do right now, right? Because you know, if, if the information is is unknown, unclear, what else are they going to do? They can't just you know kind of sit around and be like, okay, we can't play this player because they're they're involved. It's it's a weird and and tough situation, um, and I, I just wish again. I I wish, I I wish there was more clarity on this. Um, you know, um, but as as it stands right now, that's not the reality, and we had we've had to be patient with it.
0: Yeah, that's the well, thing. You I... can't just bench a player because then, without a player being convicted of something, then you know Marty Walsh is going to be up their ass. So, um, yeah, and that's what the Players Association is for, and I understand it too. Uh, if a guy has not been convicted of anything you, you know he can't get benched based on speculation but it is it is really messy mm-hmm.
2: well i, I feel think like easier, um sorry
0: no you're you're breaking up either oh, um, oh i
2: was okay. saying i feel easier um last season when it had just come out over the last summer at the time we know what mcleod in the playoffs were like we were just going off of yeah his better performance last year and all the fire of him being like liability and now at the beginning of this everybody is kind of just so like if he is convicted or charged or implicated in any way like his absence will actually hurt the team um and i said it last night when we were watching the game i literally said um i don't know if you heard me andrew because i was saying it to to jamie but i was like he looks really really fast and really good and i absolutely hate that because as a, yeah, de-
1: as no, a I, know. Fan, I love i love your tweet every time he scores it's so good
2: <laughs> oh yeah as, as somebody else post uh posted it i was so mad um but it's like i it's not that i want him to be bad it's that i don't like rooting for somebody that might be bad um, but last night he, I forget who he even stole the puck from. It must, it might've been Lee honestly, because I was, I remember I was really happy about it and he just took it right off his stick and started, um, up the other way. And he was going so fast and I was like, damn, this is like, this really sucks. But <laughs> I, I don't know what, what else to say other than God damn it <laughs> until we just find out, have to wait and find out.
1: So going back to like the roster moves, like, so does, do the devils In a perfect world, the story comes out tomorrow and he's cleared and they're like, all right, we don't need no sec. We put him on waivers. We move on with our life. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Do they now have no choice but to hold on to him, even though he's had a bad camp? And as kind of insurance, uh, or maybe like you said, maybe they have some hand, you know, handshake. You know, agreement going around where you know these guys, you know, we can send Nosek down, whatever we have to do, and no one's going to claim him off waivers. I don't know. I don't know what happens.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tough it's a tough kind of conundrum, and I, I think too. I mean, Nosek, you know, as as you guys mentioned, like has had his struggles this camp, and and of course um, that's that's been prevalent. But I think that they're prob- there probably there's there's still definitely some value there. I mean, you saw last year, just even you know purely just on ice. Um, with with the BMW line, it had its peaks and valleys, right? And then there were times where they had to switch things up. I don't think it's it's necessarily a bad thing to keep Nosek around because he can he can slot in and maybe you know like like when Curtis Lazar would fill in, you know, occasionally on that on that fourth line, be it because of a bastion injury or because Miles Wood was was not performing too well. Um, you know, it's it's it might be something like that, right? Where they keep around depth depth wise. But again, like, like, like you guys are, I have also mentioned, I mean, there's still that freaking logjam jam that exists. I don't know how it's going to shake out, but um, you know, they, they obviously, they, they made an investment in, in no sec. Um, I think they still like him. I think they're, they're still, you know, pretty optimistic about what he can add. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe he's that guy that, you know, just slotting him in. If, if the fourth line starts struggling a little bit this year, if they can't, you know, re uh, kind of ignite that chemistry that they once had last November. Right. Um, you know, so, so it might be, you know, an interesting ad, like he's, he, he obviously has more NHL experience than, than Thompson or foot. Um, and you know, he's a guy that, that was, you know, pretty much a regular on that Bruins team last year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it might be just a, a wait and see thing and, and, you know, NHL waivers, uh, like, like you guys, like we've mentioned, like they're kind of weird. Um, and you know it—it it might shake out like that, where there's all these you know behind-the-scenes things that that happen. These these handshake deals that you know, even even some of the best you know insiders won't won't be able to uh, kind of tap into those.
0: No, and I, I think if you remember, um, if you were watching the game back when re-entry waivers existed, um, that rarely ever uh, resulted in a player taking a player from another team just, you know, when, yeah, so they, they got rid of it. So, um, I'm sure there's a lot of backroom stuff going on with, with the waivers. And I kind of noticed that every year when cam cuts are made, um, there are tons of players going on waivers every day and, and nearly none of them get picked up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they, you know, every team's got some email chain where they're talking about this, but the amount of time we've spent talking about the fourth line is fucking bananas. So (laughs) let me ask you this, Ryan. Um, now this is what your third year with the team, right? Second, second. How is the vibe in the locker room going? To talk to these players who are on a team that is that are actually expected to to do heavy damage this year in the league, like what's the room been like, dude?
3: It's it's different, man. It's it's different coming into last year. It was almost like like it was a it was a you know not a weird vibe, but it was just like you know I felt like the devils were almost. Eager, not not I wouldn't say pissed off, but eager to to finally just freaking do it and, and get to the postseason, right? Get over the hump. Um and there and then you have but you know, with winning what, twenty-seven games the year prior. And you know, obviously they looked a lot better like on paper than, than or, or than what was the result in, in twenty twenty one, twenty two. Um but at the same time the results were still twenty seven wins. Um and it was the, the goalie mess, right? Mm-hmm. Um and the injury bug. But so last year you'd have guys like Brendan Smith saying, like, oh like yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna make the we're gonna uh, once you get a ticket to the dance, like that that we're in, we're in, like we could get in and we can make a run. And then everyone was kind of look, like, oh yeah, like huh, that might be fun. And they kind of started doing uh well in the preseason. Then obviously, first two games, fire Lindy. Then it's uh 13 game winning streak, chicken strips on the ice. Um and then the rest of history, they made the playoffs this year. It's very mature. I mean, you look at Nico, and he's a 24 year old kid, but he is—he seems like a veteran, right? Relaxed, um, Brat seems better. Uh, d- d- obviously, All Night too. Um, Jack yeah, 60, seems. To,
1: Sixty-three million dollars will do that for you. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but all of them seem to have a, another leg up in 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 terms of you know vibe wise, you know connectivity, uh, meshing together chemistry. I mean, you look at the Toffoli, uh, uh and Hughes line, it's not just on the ice that that clicks. I mean, you see them talking in the locker room, you see them, you know, getting to know each other, these players that are new, no, uh, Toffoli and even Nosek, it's almost like they've been there all, all along. I mean, it's, it's a good thing to see. And, you know, even the players that, that you might think are, you know like like not you know the best kind of kind of players not the superstars lazar and and you know brendan smith and and uh and eric Halla. like they're guys that are that are big parts of this team you know he that threw in and threw out and you know even schmidt looks so comfortable in the room you know it's it's not easy to be kind of the the, the new guy in the room that that you know takes over um because like some players, they, they might resent that. And I'm not saying that that happened last year, but it's like, it's kind of like a weird thing, right? So for him to be there and and to act like, you know, he's been there for years, even though he's been there for, you know, parts of a year, it's 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 pretty incredible. So the vibe is good. I mean, th- this is a team that, that really, I, I think, understands the challenge ahead of them. I was writing my preview today. I, I think they understand that, hey, they have a lot of hype this year. Hey, they might not win 52 games this year. 112 points might not happen. That was franchise record, but I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be successful. They know their division got a little bit better this off season, a lot better this off season, um, but they're kind of the young stars in the league. And I think they know it. They have a swagger about them, but they also have, they have a composure about them too.
1: So I have a question for you specifically. Okay. How did you end up interviewing Tyler Toffoli's father? Number one, <laughs> That's a number closer. two And number two <laughs> how close do you get a sense that they are working on like actively working on a contract extension or is it kind of like you know setting the like here's what we're looking for sort of thing
3: um yeah so i was i was uh, scrolling through scroll, scrolling through twitter the other day and i saw like usually i'll i'll see this like i'll i'll see like a like a last name that's obviously familiar and then i saw rob toffoli and i was like oh well, I'm, I'm assuming that this is, you know, this is not just some random Toffoli following me. So I just shot him a DM and said, hey, Rob, uh, Tyler's dad, I assume. And then it kind of, you know, led to led to a little phone call. And he couldn't be more genuine. I mean, he's obviously, you know, hockey dad, raised an NHL player. Good stuff. And I think you, you find more candidness from, you know, because a player can sit there on uh, in front of the camera and say, oh, yeah, like I want to come back to the Devils is my main goal. But for his father to like genuinely say it to you, that's you kind of know like like hockey dads, and I'm not I'm not saying Rob is, is like this, but hockey dads, you know, they got some intensity to them. You got some fire to them, of course. They have to. Um, so talking to him, I mean, you could just tell it was genuine. Like he Tyler is really determined to stay with this team because he wants to win, man. I mean, look, he he got a taste when he was young. Um, you know, bounced bounced around the league a little bit. Um For him to be on this stage, though, he was on the 2014 Kings. The Kings were obviously, you know, two Stanley Cups. It's it's a pretty good thing to do. Um, And you're on top of the hockey world. But now the Devils are the upcoming team here. You know, they're the team that people are kind of circling like, hey, they're going to be Cup favorites for the next couple of years, right? So for him to join this, 31 years old, join this, be, you know, one of the veteran voices and also you know uh, to be able to add some value to it i think he really likes that um, well i mean
1: also if you look at it from his perspective too you're 31 years old and you have a chance to play with jasper bratt and jack Hughes for yeah the rest of your career essentially if you really want to mm-hmm. i mean that's got to be that's got to be exciting right yeah and I, and i
3: know that that he likes it here his family's uh his family's in toronto a little bit outside toronto He didn't, you know, particularly enjoy being on the on the West Coast there because it was so far away. So, you know, he's back in the same time zone as his dad's really fired up about that, fired up to come to a game um, this year. And yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, there's some players where you kind of look at it and, you know, like there were players like, oh, you know, this offseason or or at exit interviews that are like, oh, yeah, of course. You know, we're, you know, I'm I'm always interested in to with the Devils and you kind of are like, okay, how the hell is that going to happen? But with the Foley, it seems genuine. I'm not saying I'm not implying that that means, oh, yeah, like he'll take a, you know, a, a huge pay cut. But I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes you know a little bit less than than the market value. And of course, we all know that. that cap's going up. So we'll
1: see. I don't want Meg, do you have anything? I don't want to just like keep talking over you,
2: yeah, yeah I, was, I was talking to somebody yesterday. i f- I forget who, but we were just comparing my um other favorite team, the Leafs. Um, and the devils when it comes to you know the cap situation and things like that and you said you wouldn't be surprised if Toffoli took a pay cut to stay here and I wouldn't be either I mean it was just for like a, a silly little tweet but I was like looking up quotes of players that decided to uh to um, you know stay here sign an extension what, uh, what have you it was different but uh, there was like Siegenthaler saying it was an e- de- easy decision. Timo saying he wanted to be here, win a Stanley Cup, like stuff like that. Even Jack gave Brat or what we suspect is Brat some like shade when he was like, "Oh, you can just say it or you can do it." But the Devils have so many players that took less money than they should and speak so highly. Like, yes, Eric Halla probably just wanted some some stability, but he said like. Not only like, oh, I want to stay in New Jersey. I want to be extended here. He said, like, this is my family. This is where I want to be. Um, and it kind of seems like the same vibe with Toffoli already. I just feel like people come to this team and they want to take less. But then you look at the Leafs and you have to convince their star players <laughs> to stay there. Or the Ducks. The Ducks might be a better example considering Jamie D- Drysdale is still nowhere to be found. Um so I think that says a lot about the devils and it just makes me so much more excited. Um, you have people that actually want to be here and want to win. And then you look at teams like the Rangers where the players don't seem to care about anything except for the goalie. It
1: says Listen. a lot about Fitzgerald too, though. Right. like, you, yeah. I, I forget who said it. Somebody tweeted it that Fitzgerald sent like flowers and like a gift package to yep. you know, the Sharon it's Govich the family. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just that's like fun touches fun like that. Like, Players talk about that sort of stuff. Like, you know, that's just something small that he did, but like players talk about that and, you know, think about like how the team and organization treat players, even former players, like that's important stuff.
2: Remember, I
3: think you you look at what what the devil's, you know, kinda add and and I know that this has, you know, been long discussed from Fitzgerald himself, but you know, outside looking in, I mean, I look at it and it's it's true. I mean, you know, the hidden gem aspect of it, the fact that the practice arena is attached to the main arena, the fact that you're right across the river from from New York City, if if a big city is your thing, you're near the Jersey Shore, if the beach is your thing, you know, Philly is down there, I guess, if, you, if you're if you're in the <laughs> cheap things, um, you're in a you're in a good area, you're in a, a, a state that, that has a lot to offer. Um, in addition to that, I mean, Let's be honest. I, I will, I will. I am obviously at the at the forefront of this. You don't have to deal with much media pressure. I mean, look, you got myself and you got you know James. And, and it, it's a it's a small room there. I mean, you're not dealing well, with you the Toronto. You screaming
2: at players during interviews? Like I expected more from you, Ryan. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I yeah you know, like
1: really
2: I, of course, Larry like,
1: Brooks School of Broadcasting.
3: But, yeah. but it's it's <laughs> just it's funny because like you look across the league and. I think a lot of hockey players do take a lot of stock into that. Like, and, you know, from what I understand, like that, that was one of the things, I mean, I I had a colleague that did a story on on Dougie Hamilton and, you know, I I forget who was telling him, but one of the selling points from the devils to Hamilton was like, Hey, like, you know, there's not much media here, kind of thing. The media presence is not super strong. So I thought that was the kind of a a fascinating
0: selling point, you know, and then, then, you know, NJ.com came back with, with media coverage. (laughs) Well, it it definitely, it definitely is something that you got to talk about because a lot of these players are leaving teams like Calgary and Toronto and, and, and you don't see, you know, Montreal is my favorite city. I can't understand for the life of me why guys don't want to live there. And I think everyone loves that city, but just the pressure you have to deal with. And it, and it comes from the fact that, you know, this is probably thinking too much into it, but the guys that are in the locker room asking the tough questions, I shouldn't say guys, the reporters work for. The rights holders—it's um, Sportsnet, it's it's TSN, it's uh, TVA in in Montreal, it is RDS. It's you know like those reporters are going to be in those rooms, and you can't kick Sportsnet out of the locker room if one of the reporters asks a tough question. Here in New Jersey, I think you could probably get your ass kicked out of the locker room if the team only won twenty games and you were asking some tough questions. So. Um, the media is is so much less invasive here than it is up there, and you know, and and the taxes could be another thing for Canadian cities. But you're really starting to see more than ever players dictating where they play um, at an earlier age, and it seems to be based on these things.
2: And then you look at the interview that Austin Matthews did. I keep bringing up the Leafs. This is not intentional. It's on YouTube. Good like a show me like a house tour thing and he had to show them the inside of his house they asked him to explain why he had three body pillows like i'm not kidding this is real you can go look it up they literally asked an nhl player in a formal interview like oh like why do you have like so many body pillows imagine if somebody asked that question to jack hughes imagine if the media went to jack hughes apartment and started asking the meaning of things like that would be first of all the end of his world two it would be hilarious um three it would be something that players just wouldn't want to deal with um and then you see all the other fans like habs fans in particular and toronto fans saying that the players that care about that stuff are soft they can't handle it blah, blah 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 and i mean i guess the way you look at it but i like it because it means they come to new jersey
0: i also don't think anybody's going to jack Hughes's apartment because for some reason mm-hmm. i just have this vision in my head that his apartment is empty with like a futon a one of those uh floor <laughs> lamps from what college and like a gigantic tv and that i think it. it
1: was james james <laughs> did an article was it james today where he was talking about luke and, and jack how jack uh, actually was, i think that was, Greg was
0: okay oh. yeah
1: yeah that yeah you're right um. Yeah, Jack actually cooks a lot, <laughs> I, which was <laughs> which was actually really shocking to me. I didn't. I mean, who, he probably makes hot dogs in the microwave, but I mean, he you know him and Luke saying he cooks is funny, but I, apparently he cooks, and you know that that's pretty pretty interesting. I didn't even think that was a possibility
2: then you have Connor Bedard saying in an interview that he was on FaceTime with his mom learning uh she was teaching him how to cook and then being like actually i just made that up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was
3: so funny. <laughs> like, Got to love the coach speak.
1: So I uh, Ryan I have a question for you about, you know, Thomas Tatar. Yes. So everyone and you included thought the fact that he gave no eggs in an interview was kind of weird last year. Yes. Um and now a report just kind of came out a couple days ago that the, he actually turned down an offer to re-sign with New Jersey. Uh, who knows what they were offering, whatever it was. Did something happen? Like, to your knowledge, was he just not happy? Like, did something happen in the locker article? room? No.
2: More term. Take I, I,
3: take more I time yeah, time. I, I think okay. it, it was it was a term thing. But but uh, honestly, the the exit interview thing. That was a massive, massive miscommunication. I, I, I believe on the devil's part because, at the beginning, all day. I mean, we were exit interviews. We were there for like eight hours. Like it was a crazy, crazy long day, um, you know, and and just kind of stuffed in that locker room and like we're all waiting for every single player to come out. We do our interviews with them one on one. Like, and it was very long. Anyways, um, so we were all waiting for Tatar, and then apparently the the miscommunication was. He was about to do, you know, the, the interview, um, or he did the interview with, with Fitzgerald and company, but he didn't know that, that he had to do like the media thing. So we assumed that, you know, and, and we had asked, you're like, Hey, is, is Tatar coming out and doing this? And and I, we, both, a lot of us made sure to ask like, is he coming out? And, and to the point where like they someone had told us, no, um, like, no, he's not. So I, I that's why I tweeted like, Hey, Thomas Tatar is not you know, doing that. And then, um, asked Lindy, and he was like, "Oh, Thomas was here." So it was a weird miscommunication from you know the the Devils, and then Lindy saying another thing. But when they say he didn't, he wasn't at his exit interview. He did his interview with with the man with management and the coaching staff. He just didn't do it with the media.
2: So, and right.
3: I mean,
1: yeah, it seems it's yeah, it seemed really weird. Like after essentially like a career like resurrecting season like that, yeah. just like kind of be pissy and just like walk out it just seemed really odd
3: yeah it it was it was definitely abnormal i mean and he was always good with us too so um you know i i think again like i i don't think it was i don't think it was intentional that he didn't do the media thing i i, I truly don't um i honestly think it was a miscommunication on a lot of people's parts um and he just he didn't realize he had to do it so but uh, you know in in regards to to this offseason i mean we talked so much about, you know, the, the Ford that, that are stepping in for this team, where would, uh, you know, maybe there's a spot for him in, in, on the third line, but I can't really think of, of, of where I would place Tatar in, in this lineup as it, as it stands right now. Um, yeah, I,
1: I can't either, but the fact that they offered him a contract seems like they possibly had some, something in mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. They
2: before they traded for to
1: That's um, also true.
2: He said they offered it, he rejected it, he wanted more term, and then they traded for Tofoli, and that was it, which was pretty much his word for word. Although he did say they signed Tofoli, not traded for. Um, so massive it, upgrade, he if you ask me, that he conveniently yep. has one year left on his uh, his contract, though. Um, but yeah, it seems like he did want to stay and he just wanted to stay for longer, and they just probably weren't willing to give him he said it was about term it was probably also about money um because Tatar is a, a good forward he was good on with uh mercer uh, mercer uh mercer and nico uh last year they had a really good line but it's also i feel like nico just makes the people that he's playing with better so it could have also been that um but i was really sad to see him go i still am I, i'll miss him him and sharon govich yeah,
0: I miss Igor. Um, yeah. Ricky, I know you have one thing that you want to ask, and then we're going to finish up with Maggie. Really, it's, really it's not really, yeah. a question.
1: Not really a question. Just something I saw a little bit before we started. This was ESPN um, had a kind of an announcement before we started. Um, what is it? April twenty-four. I'm sorry. April October twenty-fourth. When all thirty-two teams play, they are going to have a NFL red zone type of broadcast. We're oh, calling it yeah, Northern I saw Frenzy. That where they're going to have, like, every every goal, every power play, they're just going to keep bouncing around from game to game to game, which I think is really cool. And it's nice to see them actually proactively do something with the NHL for a change rather than just kind of throw it on and do a half-assed broadcast.
0: I'll have to see how that goes. It's not like you could do a red zone thing because you'd be switching between games every, you know, two seconds. So, right. um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be uh, you know, an ADD nightmare. Um <laughs> Meg, you had one last thing for Ryan before we wrap this up.
2: Oh yeah. I um wanted to know why you ditched me at the two preseason games and conveniently didn't show up when I was there. Um seems
3: like a, a... <laughs> First and foremost, first and foremost, I have a job. <laughs> nice working, Meg. <laughs> really?
2: Says who? It seems all. like you just get to hang out Second and watch hockey.
3: Second of all. Second of all, <laughs> I saw you at the Short Hills Mall. Okay? You
2: did. I...
3: Is that not enough for you? <laughs> in fact, I was about to leave the Short Hills Mall, and I went back in. I was in my car about to leave, and I went back inside to come and say hello to my friend, Em. Okay?
1: That's we a, just That's, so a, that's just, a good friend right there. We just so happened <laughs> to be there at the same
3: time. Now,
2: I, as I for why I like...
3: wasn't there last night, let me finish. As for why I wasn't there last night i was so busy doing season preview stuff i was like overwhelmed there's been an overwhelming kind of past couple of days because i have a lot of stuff i'm working on right now i'm doing a bunch of season preview stuff i have i'll even i'll throw you guys a teaser i'm I'm doing something on i'm I'm doing a deep dive a deep deep dive on uh, on 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 one mr patrick elias okay i'm, I'm gonna have something on on him i've never water. i'm never before uh never told before stories about uh, about patrick aliash i think you guys are gonna like it
0: oh i'm excited yeah. for that absolutely um, all right last thing we want to ask before we go i just want to ask everybody here their prediction for the devils this year uh on place in the division place in the overall league standings and how far they get in the playoffs and very very easy let's start with meg
2: Oh, I was going to say someone else go first. um... All right, I'll
0: I'll go. I'll go. I got them finishing second in the division. Um, I think they're the third best team in the NHL behind Toronto and Carolina. And I have them losing to the, uh, sorry, I have them losing to the Leafs in the conference finals. (laughs) Um, Ricky, you go next uh first to gloss
2: over the losing to the leafs in the conference finals you think the leafs get to the stanley cup final i just want to let everybody know that andrew just said that he thinks the leafs are going to the finals all right
0: well i just wanted to give you a minute because as we know when we go out to dinner you always make everyone else go first because you have no idea what you want to eat so um (laughs) like appetizers, drinks, main courses, desserts. It's always everyone else go first. So I'm giving you some time (laughs) to think about it. Um, Ricky, you go ahead. (laughs) I'll agree
1: with you on the first two, second and and third. And I'm just going to be a homer and say they're going to win the cup this year. God damn. All right. (laughs) I just, I, I don't see any reason why they can't. I don't think anybody's that much better than them where they can't win.
2: I respect it.
3: I, I also respect it. I I do. Um am, am I up? Yeah, yeah. you're up. Oh, no, let's go. Okay. Yeah. Um I think I think they win the division. Um I just I just think their their speed is gonna kill teams. I I, I listen, I, I think that they, they the defense is it's gonna be something, man. It's it's gonna be something to look at. I mean there there's a lot of inexperience there. I don't know how Lindy's gonna react to, you know, the, the youngsters he has there. Um, and then that, that, that last, uh, kind of spot, right? Like that, the, the sixth, uh, defenseman spot, it's a mystery right now. I mean, will it be Colin Miller? Will he put the, the, put his trust in Nemich? I don't know. But what I do know is that this team is fast. This team can score. This team can, you know, create puck possession. This team knows how to enter the zone. Uh, good Lord, you mean Zach, uh, sorry, Zach, uh, I was saying zone and, and Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes on a zone entry. Is one of the most lethal things in the league, and then you add in the um, uh, distribution skills of of Toffoli and and Brat and Brat's edge work. I think that's just all—all of that. Uh, Nico's two hundred foot game, the top nine—it's a—it's a a really skilled kind of thing. I agree. I don't think there's many teams that that are that are better than them. I think they win the division. I think they make the conference. Or sorry, I think they make the Stanley Cup. I think they lose to the (laughs) Edmonton Oilers.
0: Oh. All right.
1: Just real quick, you're talking about all that stuff and we didn't even talk about the power play at all. And just real like Amanda today, like the two power play lines like I like I almost got a hot flash like looking at the lineup like what They're the hell?
2: They're Jesus. Sort
1: of Holtz, Nico, Mercer, Meyer and Hamilton on power play 1 and Taffoli, Jack, Brat, Pilat, and Luke Hughes on power play 2. I mean, <laughs> and I think Jack's going to What do you what do? You do?
2: Yeah, what do you do to stop that?
0: Yeah, you you s- yeah, well, we I think
2: know. their mission. I think I remember somebody. It might. It was either Fitz. It was rough. One of them said um, that they don't just want to have the best top six. They want to have the best top nine. And looking at what Amanda posted today, I'm like, they want the best top twelve. They want the. Yeah the best top everything and then I saw somebody else say free Dawson Mercer why is he on the third line blah 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 blah. I'm like wouldn't you rather exhaust other teams to the point where they just can't do anything they can't keep up you have three lines even the fourth line I don't know how McLeod's gonna do like all producing and all like just like making you dizzy like that's gonna be great but I know Andrew you wanted to wrap it up so I want to say um my predictions I think they come in second in the division um, to Carolina, uh, Rangers third. I do think the Rangers uh, close the gap on the Devils a little bit, which is going to be hard because we were two points behind Carolina last year and I think like six or eight in front of the Rangers. Um, But I think that the Eastern Conference final is going to be the Sabres and the Devils, um and i also mm. think that the oilers will also make the finals so i really think the devils are gonna at least make it to the stanley cup finals this year i don't want to jinx it any further oh, this
1: the, is only the only team. reason that's i was such a sweet tattoo <laughs> in his ass
0: cheek oh my oh yeah God. the only uh, reason i was pumping the, the leafs is because i think they're built to win now uh their goaltending is very suspect and their defense too depending on injuries i know klingberg's kind of hurt now serious. too no, but I think with Domi and Bertuzzi and I just think that they're built to win right now. And this is their only shot because I also think that their future is in shambles. And if they don't win in the next two years, they are just super fucked as an organization. Um, I mean,
2: last year I said I wanted Domi on the Devils and I got crucified. on. I would have every- easily I- taken
0: him or Bertuzzi. But now,
2: well, because of his past and, and things like that. But now I see Leafs fans, some of the same Leafs fans that crucified me for st- tell
0: me which should not yeah all right well oh my god oh meg's breaking up i I can't hear Uh, her (laughs) yeah yeah she's she's breaking up we got to wrap it up anyway the i smell uh dinner from the other room and i'm about to get yelled at um yeah, everybody I mean, go please please read uh ryan's work on nj.com and everybody please go read uh, meg's work on twitter she works very hard on it um thank you to the both of you for for hanging out with us and we'll definitely have you both on a lot more uh during the season thank you guys thank you so much
2: bye guys